0: Come on! It's the Disney Film Project Podcast, everybody. How y'all doing? Uh, Guess you have come to the podcast, so thank you for that. Uh, We thank you very much for downloading the program and listening, uh, because there's two steps. You gotta download it, and then you gotta listen, so great. Uh, You have done those things. This show is all about the films of the Walt Disney Company, wherever they may come from, be it television, be it uh, the theaters, uh, DVDs, Blu-rays, digital downloads. No matter where they come from, we find them, we watch them, and we talks about them. Uh, here, we will cover it all throughout the days and weeks and years and decades to come. I am Ryan Kilpatrick, owner of the Disney Film Project, located at DisneyFilmProject.com. Uh, joining me on this epic program, two fabulous film aficionado, aficionados that you have come to know and love, Mr. Todd Perlmutter, blogger at com. Uh Chief Technoglosser, Officer, or Ossifer, whichever. It's up to him. He can pick his own title at DisneyDrivenLife.com, dot com. Uh Ultimate Magic Kingdom Touring Plan uh Guy. Um what else? Let me think. Uh comic book nerd extravaganza. Um and just an all around well, fella. Hey Todd, how are you?
1: I'm doing good this evening. Hanging in there. Um not much else is going on, really. It's a very busy <laughs> week. Lots of movie watching this week.
0: Yes. Yeah, you can say that again. Lots of movie, lots of, uh, of uh, homework, as we, as we like to call it. Uh, we have also with us another film aficionado, Miss Brianna Alessio, blogger at Adventures of Brie at adventuresofbrie.blogspot.com. Uh, and I believe in extra in tonight's uh, features that we were discussing, I believe she was a background dancer.
2: I, I was. I was the five-foot-one little thing in the back with the brown hair, dancing wildly. I know it. I okay. it.
0: Uh, you you know it. You actually did the scene for Vanessa Hudgens, right? Is that true?
2: I did. I did. And when she was wearing that white dress and, and dancing with him yeah, at the finale. Yeah, see? It's totally me. <laughs> um, yes,
0: yeah, so uh, somebody put that on Wikipedia, will you? <laughs> right, uh, last but not least, Ms. Cheryl Perlmutter, uh, the producer of this here program, internet superstar, Disney fan, uh, editor extraordinaire, uh, scheduler, producer, all around talented gal. How are you, Miss Cheryl?
3: Doing good. Doing good.
0: Uh, are you do you have sorbet? Is that is that what I heard?
3: Um, yeah, I have sorbet.
0: Can you share
1: that via Skype? Is that no. possible? <laughs> it, it's <laughs> we can not share just the recipe. <laughs> it's not just any sorbet. I homemade the sorbet.
3: Ooh.
1: All right,
0: so like Bill Gates or Steve Jobs somebody get on food sharing via Skype if you could <laughs> please. We are discussing high school musical. <laughs> Woo! All right, let's, folks, cuz this one's going to be a doozy. High School Musical, the hit TV movie and eventually feature film series from the Disney Channel original movie uh, brand or program or whatever you want to call it. Uh, lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of stuff to talk about here. We got three films to talk about, um, and we got a lot to say about every single one of them. So let's go. All right, let's start with High School Musical. Unless you want to start with High School Musical too. Which wouldn't make much sense, but we could do that. I'm just saying.
2: Yeah, no, I don't think so.
0: (laughs) No? Okay. Uh, High School Musical. Alright, a little background on this sucker. Released in uh, 2006, it was uh, premiered on the Disney Channel. uh, And, honestly, is the biggest thing that probably has happened to the Disney Channel besides Hannah Montana. Uh, This film changed a lot of stuff for Disney. Uh, It Created the model that we have now for Disney Channel Original Movies. Um, so if you see a Disney Channel Original Movie coming now, you're going to see them doing some of the same sorts of things they did with High School Musical. Of creating songs and albums and the way they promote it and how they air it and where it airs and what times. and what All those sorts of things came from High School Musical. Uh, at its premiere, it, 7.2 million viewers saw the movie. And multitudes more saw it in the, I believe, 7,000 times they aired it again that same week.
1: Yeah, I think mm. it's,
0: it's it's getting near 250 million people at this point, I believe. I mean, it's insane how many people have seen this movie. Be, people yeah. love musicals, Ryan, though. I mean, that's what it boils down to. People do love the musicals. This is very true. But, I mean, this is a world... We say this and without any sort of you know disclaimer it is a worldwide phenomenon Uh, it really is which is cool and frightening at the same time but that's a whole (laughs) other thing um but but the film was so successful on tv it's successful worldwide and uh became a huge moneymaker disney
3: i actually want to call this the um murray high school trilogy um and i'll (laughs) explain why um this high school is not only the scene for a high school musical, it's time um, for um, read it and weep, minute men, and takedown. So um so Disney uses this one a lot.
0: <laughs> and you're talking about the place where they filmed yes. uh filmed a lot of the yes, place, which definitely. is Murray High
3: School. Murray High School. So we're gonna call this like we have the yellow series, the can't remember the, the Med- name.
0: The Medfield Midfield College College.
3: <laughs> So now we have the Murray High School series.
0: I'll just, I'll just warn you now, the Medical College Trilogy is a lot more painful than the Murray High School Trilogy, just gonna say. Yeah, this movie was a merchandising giant for Disney. It, the, the soundtrack album was the best-selling album of 2006. I want you to stop and think about that for a second. The soundtrack to a Disney Channel basic cable original movie was... The best-selling album of
1: 2006.
2: That is awesome.
0: I know.
1: I know. You, know what's, you know what, though? It's still a merchandising giant to this yep. day. Absolutely.
0: The, the, the DVD of High School Musical, the first film, sold 1.2 million DVDs in the first six days of release. That made it the best-selling TV movie of all time. And still is, as far as I know. Yep. That's crazy. It is. Um, the, the biggest change, though, I think, uh, we talked about a little bit about the programming and how Disney Channel does things. You know, uh, Rich Ross, who was the head of the Disney Channel at the time that this film came out, uh, is now the head of Walt Disney Pictures. So that's a bit of a change that might have been this, this film might have had something to do with that. <laughs> Considering the success that he had with Hannah Montana and this. I have a feeling that's why he's uh, now in charge of Walt Disney Pictures and why we're seeing things like prom and a few, it, that comes
1: out from Walt Disney you, Pictures. Is that, is that why the third one was in the theater, because he made that shift?
0: No, he um, – uh, I'm going to screw up the timeline, but he took over the studio at the end of 2009 after the third one came out uh, in theaters. Okay. Yeah. And we'll talk about the third one and, and, and the feature jump and, and all that kind of stuff when we get to that one. So, but first, I guess let's talk about High School Musical, the Woo-hoo! original Disney. Woo-hoo! So, Todd, you've seen this before,
1: many times, as have I, Bree, This was your first time.
2: This was my first time. I,
1: I, I have a question though. Did anybody <laughs> besides uh, Cheryl and I, here besides Cheryl and I actually like watch it the night it came out, like in that?
0: Not the first one.
1: No. Because Cheryl and I were already very into the Disney Channel movies at that point in time, so we jumped right on it, especially since uh, Lucas Grable was in it and we were very big fans of the Halloween Town movies. So we jumped, oh, yeah. right, we jumped right into this.
3: He's the kid thought. from Halloween Town? Yes. yes. Yes, he is. I knew that I knew him from somewhere. Um, I forget which one he was in.
1: He, he was the bad guy, the bad guy's son turned good.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay.
1: There you go you go but yeah
0: you guys were not alone like i said 7.2 million viewers and um i i have friends in the in the cable industry shall we say and this phenomenon took everyone in the industry completely by surprise um and and honestly other channels have tried to react to it since then and tried to create their own sort of event movies and those sorts of things uh and haven't even come close to this kind of success um but let's let's talk about the story such as it is of high school musical if we shall uh it's been described by critics as sort of a updated romeo and juliet uh i i disagree with that a little bit um yeah. romeo and juliet there's a little more in the way than just social you know customs <laughs> yeah there's yeah so I, I think that's kind of simplifying it a great
1: deal. I I sort of think the Romeo and Juliet comparison is a little unfair to the movie. I mean, and to the play Romeo and Juliet, as a matter of fact, as well, because I mean they're they're very dissimilar. In fact, in terms of what goes on, I mean, there's no there's no plotting and scheming or killing to begin with. <laughs> well, Sharpay is plotting, but it's very but different. It's very different, and she's she's a different type of protagonist than you get in Romeo and Juliet. So
0: very true very
1: true i yeah i just don't i think i think it's
0: like you said it's simpl like i said, it's simplifying romeo and juliet and and high school musical honestly i think high school musical actually is a little more complex than just boiling it down to two people who want to be together but can't because of their peer groups like that's not really what the film's about Not it's, at all okay.
1: um
0: that's again i think it's just oversimplifying things
1: in fact, as we go on through the movies, I'm kind of curious. I have my own opinion about what the movies collectively were really about. I'm not really sure what – and I think they were really well thought out ahead of time too when you look back at it. Yeah, um, I would agree with that, yeah. Um, because – okay. Do we just want to go into that since we're here or do we want to go through plots?
3: Let's go through a
0: little bit more before we start talking theories. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think, so the first one we know, uh, I, I think everyone at this point, like Todd said, 250 million people have seen the movie. Uh, I think, Brie, you haven't seen it before, but I bet you probably knew what it was basically about before you even saw it, right?
2: I did, but I went in with very poor expectations, um, which I'm, I'm very upset at myself for doing, because then at the end, well, I won't say, I, but yeah. Um, she, she cried, folks, she cried. You know what, <laughs> to
0: uh we all have our spies (laughs) all right so uh the plot of this film is is not simplistic but it can be boiled down into a few sentences probably but uh we have our basketball star troy bolton who is on vacation with his family and then we have the sort of mathlete uh nerd uh Portrayed atypically as a pretty girl, uh, played by Vanessa Hudgens, uh, who is Gabriela Montez. And they're on vacation in a ski lodge, and it's New Year's Eve, and they're forced to go to the quote-unquote kids party. And in that party, they get both pulled up on stage to sing karaoke, which I'm sure if you any of you can remember back to high school would have been the worst possible thing you could think of uh, to be embarrassed in front of people. You know, admittedly, these were not their their friends, but still not exactly a a heartwarming situation, if you will. Uh, But what happens is when they start singing, they're both pretty good. And that's kind of a revelation for both of them. Uh, Neither of them, it seems, had been singers in the past. They start talking and realize that, hey, I mean, there might be more than just singing here, and they swap phone numbers before Gabriella just disappears. And Troy thinks that's the end of the story. But oh no, dear listener. (laughs) That is not the end of the story. <laughs> Flash forward from Christmas vacation to the beginning of the new school of the of the new semester, I guess it would be uh, in January, and the state championship in basketball is coming up. And of course, Troy—I uh, believe I didn't mention—played by the, the inimitable Zach Efron. I'm going to keep using the word "inimitable" until somebody corrects me uh, as to what it means. Uh, but Zach Efron as the star Troy is ready to lead the basketball team to the state championship, and the entire school is, you know, his his oyster, basically. I mean, you can tell from the moment he walks in with his friend Chad, played by Corbin Blue, that these two guys own this school, right? This is, you know, they can do whatever they want. They, you know, they are the guys who, uh, they're the big men on campus.
3: Especially when your dad is is the basketball coach. I think that had to do some of it.
0: That doesn't hurt. <laughs> doesn't hurt. Um. It, it, but what ha- he he goes to homeroom with Mrs. Darbus. I have to say, I love Mrs. Darbus. I don't know if anybody else is on that same page, but
3: yes, not at first, but awesome. I, I I grew to love her. She um, there's a she has a sequel coming out to the series. They're, they're starring a new another series with Mrs. Darbus.
0: Very cool. That's
3: awesome.
0: Okay, I like it. All right, but uh, the, she he goes to homeroom and guess who turns up in homeroom with him? But Gabriella. Uh, So instantly, Troy is very intrigued about the new school year all of a sudden because there's a pretty girl sitting in the back row. We are also introduced to the other main characters, which is uh, Sharpay Evans, played by Ashley Tisdale, whom I love. Just saying, sweet life, this. She's great. She's fantastic. Okay. Uh, And then uh, her brother, Ryan Evans, played by Lucas Graybill. Did I say that right? I think I did. Yeah. And we also get introduced to Taylor McKessie, played by Monique Coleman, who, if you've seen the, uh, I believe, 8 billion movie posters for High School Musical with these six kids jumping, rounds out the, the main six folks who are the focus of the films. Uh, but... What's interesting is, you know, Troy, the big man on campus, the basketball star. He goes, you know, he's he's very interested in Gabriella and what's going on. But Miss Darbus introduces the idea of the school musical, and he and you know, Gabriella is kind of interested in it, but dismisses it a little bit after Sharpay shows up and uh, kind of intimidates her because Sharpay always has the lead role in the school musical along with her brother, but Troy is also thinking about trying out for the school musical which is an interesting twist on the you know being the basketball star the big man on campus and and that's where he gets kind of distracted between Gabriella and the musical from the basketball practice that he goes to and that's where you get the song get your head in the game which is probably the most overused song from this fo- from this movie um i think it's it's as prevalent as anything that's come from the film i don't even like the song so it's okay
2: Oh really? I do.
0: Yeah, I I like it in as like the version that's in the movie. I like, but the seven thousand different versions that Disney produced to promote it and that they have used ever since, not so much. Yeah, see, see it's because,
3: actually.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, it's it's actually like my least favorite. I don't dislike it. I mean, I have the album and everything, but it's it's added all the songs in the movie. It's probably my least favorite.
2: And because I wasn't following the High School Musical trend, I had not heard it. Until this, till watching the film, so I kind of liked
3: it. Oh, you watch Disney Channel, Brie?
2: Not anymore. I miss the days one of the reruns of Old Mickey Mouse Club and Spin and Marty.
3: So you refuse, huh?
2: Yeah, I do like Phineas and Ferb, but that's about it right now.
3: Okay.
0: I I can understand that. I don't. I, the only reason I get to see a lot of Disney Channel is because I have two children, and you know, at some point, you just got to take a break and watch some TV. But anyway. Uh, so we have Get Your Head in the Game, and, and Troy is kind of d- debating. And this is something that, um, to Todd's point, that you're going to see him do throughout every one of these movies where he's confused and he's trying to figure things out. And it happens at different points of the, of the movies, but every one of the movies has that consistent theme of Troy trying to make his decisions between things. And, and there's different twists on it, but it happens in all the movies.
1: It, it, out of the six movies core characters he's really the character the movies are about when you when you actually look at the camera and everything like that when you watch it numerous times it it plays to him it really doesn't play to the other characters even when they're on camera it it still really plays to him absolutely um and and it is this this is the trend i mean when you watch these movies i mean in case you're like listening to this and haven't yet or if you're going to go back and watch them after listening, um, what you'll notice is every movie has this definite trend in it. As Ryan's saying is, Troy is on top. He thinks everything in his world is right, and then he has doubt. And once he has doubt, then he hits this point of aggravation. And he, you can always tell he's at that point because he can't sink a basket. Yep. Okay. And then something happens. It clicks his head. It hit, clicks his head straight again, and suddenly he's like, you know, Super Troy again. <laughs> And that's ha- and all three movies have the same thing, but it's it's about him, it's about whereas it's about the high school. It's about Troy growing up. That's what these right. three movies are about. It. I don't know about anybody else, but it took me. It wasn't until the the second movie, okay, that I even realized they weren't seniors in the first movie. That they're actually juniors in the first movie.
0: I did realize that in I did realize it in the first one because there's a scene in a locker room where they talk about it. Um, when they're trying to break Troy and Gabriella up, when they yeah. talk about the fact that he's a junior.
1: Okay. Yeah. See, I just it never clicked with me. I don't know why it took. It wasn't until the second movie, which is only a year later, but that's a you know, different story. Yeah.
0: So Sharpay and Ryan have intimidated Troy and Gabriella to the point that they don't, you know, they're, they're scared to try out for the musical. Among other things, right, Troy is scared because he doesn't want to, you know, he's the big jock, he's the big man on campus. And trying out for the high school musical is not exactly cool. Gabriella, you know, has moved multiple times. She's been like the nerdy math lead star. She doesn't want attention. You know, that's, that's the big thing she's had. And trying out for the school musical in defiance of Sharpay is going to get her attention. So Troy and Gabriella want to spend more time together. You know they obviously like each other. They want to do. They want to do this. They want to try out for the musical, but they're frightened. And when it comes time for the tryouts, Troy sneaks around. In a nice, cool little scene where he sneaks through the through the back way. You know, Gabriella meets him in the auditorium, and they see the the various auditions. Which I have to say, the auditions that come before Sharpay and Ryan, uh, they're all seeing the song. What I've been looking for but everyone does it a little differently. I have to think uh I, I want to ask what everyone's favorite audition was. My favorite is the uh interpretive dance uh Beatnik poets personally.
3: Mine too. I like the opera singer. <laughs> uh,
0: that is a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. Especially uh, and I love Miss Darbus's reactions
1: to all of these. Uh yes.
0: such such as go and see a counselor.
1: So so here's something interesting. Now now Sharpe is not the nicest person, right? But you ever notice how she's particularly meaner to Kelsey? Yes, in mm-hmm. all three movies, particularly meaner.
2: Yeah. yeah,
0: because Kelsey's a threat, right? Kelsey Kelsey writes the songs. Kelsey, you know, is obviously talented based on you know if she actually writes these songs. So Kelsey's a threat to Sharpay, and Sharpay knows that she can get to her.
1: I hadn't actually thought of that before.
3: Also, also, um, Kelsey. Also, you have to remember, we know that they, from Kelsey's opinion, that they've, that they've been in this high school much longer. Like she implies that she's known Sharpay since kindergarten. Right. So that may be also some time we miss is what happened in between. You know. And I don't want to give Disney any ideas, about Disney.
2: So, so wait. You're you're <laughs> suggesting
1: Elementary School Musical? I love it.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's make a movie, boys. <laughs> the green light is on. Let's go. <laughs> uh,
3: yes, but but no. But I think Kelsey implies that that there was there was competition between the two of them, and I think with with the way she is portrayed as the shy girl that. The shrinking violet that, you know, she took you no know, she took the she took the, the cut.
0: Yeah, I think she gets a lot of, she got a lot of grief from Sharpay, and I think Sharpay knows what she's doing and she's doing it intentionally. You got that's the thing about Sharpay as a as a character, if you look at her, she doesn't do anything extraneously. Like every move is sort of planned out and calculated. So she's not gonna just belittle somebody just for the sake of doing that. There's a reason why she's doing it. At least that's my take on the character. I mean and I think you know, I, I, I think that's what, what Ashley Chisdale was going for. There's always that little thing in the back of her eyes, you know what I mean?
3: Except if you're elderly. Apparently, if you're elderly and beyond age of 60, um, she gives off the impression of being a dimwit.
1: <laughs> where do, where, where, where's that from? Okay. Todd's mother. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. My mother did. So, okay. Um, I'll, I'll continue. So, my mother, the entire time... Guess what actress my mother kept saying that Sharpay reminded her her of? I'm scared to ask.
2: Marilyn Monroe.
1: Nope. If I told you if I told you there was a connection to the Medfield College trilogy, would you be able to make the connection? Uh, Kurt Russell. Right, so 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 keep going. Keep going. Um the the monkey. No. <laughs> no, that's not the Midfield College children. Kurt that's Russell was always with who? He's not married. in the Midfield College murder. He's married to her. He's married to her. Has a
3: daughter.
2: Goldie, Goldie Hawn.
1: Hawn? Right. So she kept saying, she kept pointing out the early stuff that Goldie Hawn was in. It Ashley Tisdale reminded her of a lot. And as <laughs> I started to think about it, it's actually probably really true. If you think back to when she was the skinny little thing that would always appear on the shows and stuff like that, and she'd always cry in the mascara in the whole nine yards, she'd very similar. Okay.
0: okay. I, can, I can go there. I can see that. Mm. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's uh, that's not so bad, Mama Perlmutter. Not so bad. Pretty good analysis. Maybe we should have your mom on
1: as a guest, Todd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: We have to teach her how to use Skype.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. Please, no. <laughs> All right. We need to work on that. Yes. Just to torture Todd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so
0: so Troy and Gabriella the point is are they're watching the auditions from the back and they see um Sharpay and Ryan perform the song uh with their own uh, arrangement no less uh with their jazz square which I thought is another Perfect uh, opportunity. And I'll leave that if you haven't seen the movie. Uh, I'll leave that little joke alone. But uh, so they're intimidated by that and they start to leave when Miss Darbus calls for the end of auditions. But it's Gabriella who speaks up and says, I'd like to audition. And when Miss Darbus says, I'm sorry, but the individual auditions have been closed, Troy kind of shyly, you know, rubbing in the back of his head, says, I'll sing with her, Mrs. Darbus. And Although Mrs. Darvis says no, they go up and they sing the duet after she has quote-unquote left, uh, and they sing it the way that Kelsey had originally written it, which is a, as a slower, more emotional song, which is the song is obviously talking about the two of them, not in the plot, but you know, in a general sense, because this, the lyrics of the song talk about, you know, I've finally found a friend that I've been looking for, and it's clear that both of these folks have been looking for someone like the other uh, in their lives.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know what do you want me to say there. You, you hit the nail on the head. Go for it. <laughs> okay. I'm not, I'm not
0: used to that. Wow. Uh, <laughs> but they try out for the musical and. Much to the dismay of Sharpay and Ryan, they, there are callbacks to distinguish between Troy and Gabriella and Sharpay and Ryan, which is interesting uh, and causes an uproar throughout the school.
1: But Ryan has this great comment, he, because he goes, maybe we're being punked, maybe we'll get to meet Ashton, which is just hysterical.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of dimwits,
0: uh that's that's the interesting thing, right? He's the he's the dimwitted one in this pair in this movie, and I think his arc of how he grows from this film to the last one is is kind of the most interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, would, that's probably yeah. true. You
0: know, he I think he shows the most character growth i guess i would say even though like you said the movies are about troy and troy shows a lot of growth he ends up in the same sort of place at the end of three that he does at the end of this one um it's just a little bit of a more complicated process as we go along
1: well i think i think the difference is is that um troy figures out how to meld his worlds. right that's that's what goes on all of the three movies but Ryan learns that he doesn't have to be his sister's lapdog to get through life. Right. They're two very different things.
0: Well, and the way he does that is different from the, where he is at the end of High School Musical to High School Musical 2 to the end of High School Musical 3 when he's a completely separate entity from her. Right, And it's a slow separation. It doesn't happen – it doesn't cut clean in High School Musical 2, although it comes close. And by the end of 3, he is completely on his own and his own person. Right, and she doesn't figure that out until the very end either, so Exactly. Yeah. So Todd is correct about how, you know, the characters all grow and the way things go throughout the, the various films. And we talked about Ryan and, and, and uh Zach Efron and Troy and how they grow, but what ends up going on is everybody because of the fact that Troy, the basketball star, has signed up for the school musical. Everyone starts breaking out of their cliques like Todd said uh, earlier on and you know high school's about cliques and these folks, you know, the, there's the skateboarder click or the nerd click or uh you know the other clicks that are going on in the lunchroom and we get the song stick to the status quo which is kind of in some way, the point of this first film, right? Because the although the song is called Stick to the Status Quo, the message of the song is don't do that. It's, you know, break out of just being, you know, the, the nerdy girl who's got her head in the book all the time, and but she likes to dance. Or in Zeke's case, you know, being a basketball player, but he likes to bake. He likes to make creme brulee or cookies, as we'll see later in the film. Or, you know, <laughs> the the skateboarder who likes to play the cello, Uh, You know, all of these things break out in this movie, much to the dismay of Sharpay, I might add.
1: Yes, well, it's Sharpay's song. Wait,
3: no, but what what she's saying, what she's thinking is here. She's thinking, oh, wait, all these people are now going to come into my musical. Whereas um, Taylor and Chad are actually thinking, oh, no, we don't want to break the status quo. So there's two different lines. This is where we split up a bit, because we have two different lines of, of breaking up. See, she's she, Sharpay wants to break them up because she thinks having a whole school, in, you know, confessing and is gonna make them and make them all become drama geeks, which they eventually do. But <laughs> but and Taylor and Chad go and break them up. Are going to break them up because they 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 think no we really you know we really need to stick to this desk. we really need to stick in our clicks.
1: Well, it's also she loses a modicum of control if everybody starts becoming one group instead of several groups. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the same – it's a similar motivation, like what you're saying here, Todd,
0: about everyone becoming one group. That's why Taylor doesn't like it. That's why Chad doesn't like it. That's why Sharpay doesn't like it, but for different reasons like what Cheryl's outlined, right? They all want people to stay in their
1: cliques, but they have different motivations for that. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. But this is, this is by the way, my favorite song in the movie.
0: And I was going to say it's my least favorite song.
3: Ditto. Least.
2: Um, I'm in the middle About it, I don't know
0: So let me explain This song to me is the most like What I would have expected When you tell me This is a Disney Channel original movie Called High School Musical This is the kind of song I would have expected As in there's lots of chorus singing uh, There's people singing who Frankly aren't very good singers Which I get is kind of the point But it also is not the best to me. So for for a song that's like the emotional center of the movie and it's the point that they're trying to get across, I felt like they really could have done a better job with it. It's not that the song itself is bad, just the quality of the singing and the harmonies and those sorts of things just didn't match up with what the rest of the film did. I, don't, I mean, I, I know Todd, you you said is your favorite, Cheryl, you and it wasn't. I don't know. I, I don't know if you guys share that opinion or if or if it's just you know just. Something I saw, or, or, or how you guys feel about that? I,
3: I really felt the way it was... I didn't like the way it was portrayed. I mean, maybe if they portrayed it a little bit better, I mean, not standing on the cafeteria tables and the way it was portrayed... I think, I think, and because of that, you heard some of the poor singers in the group. And maybe had it been more of a harmony song, like, we're all in this together, where that you can easily hide the people who don't sing well. <laughs> um, right. with that with stick with the status quo you really couldn't hide the people that didn't sing well because each each group did it each group like the baking group Zeke did, did his own thing and then it that, that section was done and it was a brainiac and it was a skateboarders so I think because they sectioned it out in certain sections that's why it bugged me personally I didn't like certain sections the way they sounded and it was less like No, no, it's like, no, I don't like this one.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree, I agree. I mean, I I guess the way I feel is like, I'm kind of defensive about this movie because I feel like it's really good and I feel like people don't give it a fair shake and if you showed them this song, they would. It would confirm their worst fears about what this movie could be. Does that make, make sense? Well,
1: Agreed. yeah, because
2: that's the yeah, same yeah. thing that happened with me. Because everyone was, was telling me to to give it a try, and I wouldn't listen to them, and I was stupid for it.
0: Everyone, everyone, mark that down. Somebody, <laughs> somebody, get that. And this is going to be on the podcast, so it's recorded. So, uh, yeah. re admitted she was wrong about High School Musical right here.
1: Totally wrong. See, I just like it cuz I like the the I tend to gravitate towards the more fun numbers and it is one of the more fun numbers in the whole movie.
3: I'm not saying it's not fun. I'm just saying the way the, the way they choreographed it in, or musicaled it, whichever one, I don't know which one is which one is which. so excuse me. I like musicaled.
0: <laughs> I would go with that.
3: The way they musicaled awesome. it um is is made it worse. Again, they could have done it a little bit better and maybe switched out the singers, because we know they did that, because we know all we all know Zach Efron didn't sing in this movie. And if you didn't know that, oops, I
1: spoiled it for you. Well, wait, <laughs> he sings ten lines in the movie.
0: Yeah, they, they took his voice and they mixed it with another singer called... His name was Drew Seeley. He's actually a nice young man. I had him do a concert for me after this movie came out. It's a whole other thing. Uh, but anyway, uh, and... So, like Todd said, ten lines of, of singing in the film are actually Zac Efron and the rest of it. They sort of blended his voice into Celie's, and it's mostly Celie's voice.
3: And that's what they should have done with this, my feeling. They just should have auto-tuned it, Kim Zolciak it.
1: Auto, uh, <laughs> auto-tune <laughs> was not invented until the next movie was out. Um...
3: Oh, they—they were—they could have done—they could have done something better with it. We all know. I think that.
1: So, so here's the thing, right now. You know what I found interesting is I always thought it was because Zac Efron couldn't sing that they had him not sing, but it's actually because they designed the character in mind to be a tenor voice, and Zac Efron right. was not a tenor. Right.
0: Yeah, but, and and it's obvious that he can sing. I mean. It, he's never going to be, you know, an opera singer, but from the last two movies, it's obvious he can sing. Uh, just also, from it, him know, being
3: Hairspray, we we all know he can can sing as well. Right. Yeah, I
0: mean, he's not, he's not like the best singer ever, but he, he can get by in a musical setting. Indeed. Yeah, and, and perform pretty admirably, I'd say. Uh, but the, I just feel like stick to the status quo. That's actually my biggest problem with the movies. I feel like the... The point doesn't land as well as it could in that section Um, because it doesn't you just don't get enough emotional resonance out of it. And, you know, the other thing, too, is that the rest of the film, every song features two of the six, at least two of the six main characters, with the exception of the one that comes up next, which is um, Gabriella Solo. And this has a little bit of Sharpay. But, for the most part, the focus is off of the main characters, and I feel like that is why it loses a little bit um just for me, I mean you know Todd, obviously you you, you love the song, so it, you know I'm sure it speaks differently to different people
1: yeah, well, I mean when you say you don't like the song, you're looking at it from the point of view of the um of the context of actually seeing it on the screen. see I listen to it in the car a lot, yeah, so it it, it might maybe it's just that it plays differently when you're listening to that and see that- and see I skip it. <laughs> when I listen to the son- to the soundtrack in the car, um,
0: and yeah, I am looking at it a lot between the between the, with the how it plays into the plot and stuff. Uh, but I honestly don't like the the singing and and those things either. Uh, I don't know, just you know, different strokes for different folks. That's what happens, man. All right, let's move on. Shall we? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so after this, the you know Cheryl mentioned that. Uh, Chad and Taylor want to break up Troy and Gabriella, and they come up with a little scheme to get Troy to basically say some to, to dismiss Gabriella as a fad and the musical as a fad. And they do the scene in the locker room we talked about earlier, where uh, Chad and the team, the basketball team, call him in there and start talking about how you know all these past greats of East High School Wildcats have uh, performed in the in basketball and you know how they don't feel like his focus is on this and they keep chanting get your head in the game which i first found kind of annoying but uh, upon rewatching the movie it's actually not too bad
2: it really isn't it, it, you know what it, at first it got a little bit repetitive but then you kind of get used to it
0: yeah i feel like in the second one they kind of took it to a little bit of a different level but that's just me um but but what What Troy doesn't know when he actually plays to them, like you would do to friends in high school, right? If your friends in high school confronted you like this, like you would tell them what they want to hear. At least most of us would. Let's put it that way. Uh, And he does that, but what he doesn't know is that Chad and his folks have a camera that is streaming to Gabriella, who is in another room, and Taylor is showing her this video to prove uh, the very end of a long speech that Taylor has given her about the fact that Lunkhead Basketball Man, as she refers to Troy, is not really interested in her. He just, you know, he, she's the fad of the moment. Which is basically what Troy says uh, to, in order to get the guys off of his back. Right. And she cries. Which I don't blame her. I would too. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like I actually feel like that that little moment where you see Vanessa Hudgens sitting in the chair and there's the single tear rolling down her face. I felt like that. I think because you, I'm just going to be honest. I love Vanessa Hudgens. I have a little crush on her. Um, Sally knows this, uh, but she's not exactly the best actress in this one. I feel like she does a way better job in, in the third one. Uh, and a little bit better in the second one, but in the in this one, just she's not. To, at least to my mind, she
1: didn't do yeah. just fabulous well, can, work.
2: Yeah, her acting actually does seem like like actual high school level.
1: Right. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and you know it's actually pretty interesting because now now if you read the background for the movie, Ashley Tisdale originally uh, read for this role, and what hap- happened was is that she, they actually thought she would do better as uh, Sharpay, so they. So they pushed her into that role. But Vanessa Hudgens had to do like a competition with 16 other girls for like eight hours straight until finally they picked her out of the pack. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you'd think she would be a little bit better than she actually was. And
0: and it's not to say that she's not good. Okay, I I do think she is good for the role because I think what she's I I think she made a a dramatic choice as an actress that didn't work.
1: So, her singing is good though.
0: Absolutely. And I have both of her albums and they're good. Uh her singing is good, but I think what I was getting at is this this moment right here where she's sitting in the chair and that single tear is rolling down her face is her best acting performance in the whole movie. But I feel like she made the dramatic choice as an actress to play like Bree said a high school type of acting, I guess. Like like she played that nervous stilted delivery sort of thing and it didn't serve her well I didn't think in the movie
1: um that's probably true
3: I just wanted to point out this was her first TV movie as well yeah um, it was so, so we I mean so we have to give her some credit um, yeah you know because being right out of the gate she
0: did I mean, did really well I mean I yeah and I guess that's what I'm trying to say is like when you compare it to it's when you compare it to the way she is in the other two movies, especially the third, or how she was in how she's been in some of the in, in the other roles that she's done since then. Like I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Band Slam that she was in. You know, I feel like she did a much better job in that. Uh, I saw her in Sucker Punch. Honestly, she wasn't given much to work with there, um, but still <laughs> did a, a a decent job. Um, uh, Sucker Punch is not a bad movie. Just like her, her role in that, her character in that movie isn't really called on to, what's the word, act. <laughs> uh,
1: I, I'm, I'm actually more laughing because you said little crush, and I think you really completely said no, not quite such a little crush. Okay, enough Perlmutter. And her um,
3: next, and, um, um, her next movie is Journey to a Mysterious Island, and she's gonna be with The Rock.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna see that. All right, moving on.
1: <laughs> but uh, are you? No, I go want, ahead, sir. I want to jump in. So embarrass there, me
0: there, more. That's fine. No, 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 no. no. <laughs>
1: there's, there's just a few. There's a few things you skipped over. One is that there's this conflict between Darbus and uh, Troy's dad, Coach Bolton. That, oh, that yeah, goes no, that, on. The, she, she accuses him of sabotaging the show, like it because they had an earlier run-in in the principal's office, and it was clear the principal favors favorite to the basketball over the drama department. And so she thinks this is just him getting back at her. And he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And that's when he first finds out about Troy being, you know, trying out for the show.
0: Right. And he even puts pressure on Troy not to do it.
1: Well he gets throughout
0: the the majority of the
1: film. Yeah, he gets in Troy's face big time at one point because Troy actually misses practice at one point. Yep. And he shows up late and so Troy he, he makes Troy essentially stay after and Gabriella shows up. And he gets in, he gets upset at Gabriella, and you know, and, and Troy basically lays into his father, saying, "You know what? She didn't do anything to you," kind of thing, you know. And he storms off at the end of the scene. So there's there's a lot of conflict there, but again, that plays back to Troy's whole conflict that's internal, right? Yeah. It's 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 very clear. This is the point where it's very clear that he wants both the the singing and the basketball.
0: Absolutely.
3: And the principal has a connection that's really really cool was that he was in the cry kid part 2
1: Good movie Awesome Yeah
0: <laughs> I think the principal scenes with with uh with uh, Miss Starbus and and Mr. Bolton by the way and there's a couple yeah. of them Uh yeah I wonder where
1: glee got the idea just saying Oh well, right. it, it's it's clear that that this movie uh, this this group of movies was the gateway that allowed Something like Glee to even exist.
0: Absolutely. I mean, and yeah. I, I watched the first movie and then watched the you know the latest episode of Glee, and I was just like, wow, because I knew you, you know you kind of knew it was there, right? But there's a lot of similarities. I mean, that part, the you know obviously the singing, the torn between you know the school not being you know the football and the and the uh, the Glee club. I mean, there there's a ton of stuff. That was cribbed from now to, to Glee's credit, right? It's gone off in a completely different direction, and you know, the stories are, are not the same. But like the basic setups wow, they just kind of took high school musical.
1: Yeah. Um, I also want to add that while Chad and Taylor are plotting to, to break up Troy and Gabriella, um, Sharpay and Ryan read what's going on completely incorrectly. Because they think it's a continuation of what they thought was going on before. Is that they're going to, their control over the school is slipping. Yeah. A- and, but she has this great line. is She goes, um, we need to save our show from the people who don't know the difference between Tony Hawk and, and a Tony Award.
2: That was good.
1: It is a good line. <laughs> it is a good line. Um, but, but so they
0: basically succeed in breaking up Troy and Gabriella, even though Troy doesn't know it. Um, and he goes up to Gabriella the next day and kind of like tries to play, you know, tries to ask when they're going to rehearse for their callback. And Gabriella pretty much blows him off, gives him the cold shoulder. And that's when she starts her "When There Was Me and You" song, uh, which is the only solo in in this film. And it's Vanessa Hudgens kind of wandering the halls while Troy is is down there. Um, or I'm sorry, this actually comes before that scene. It's right after the the, the crying part that we we talked about. Um, with my little crush on Vanessa Hudgens but that's a whole other story Uh, (laughs) she looks down and sees Troy outside in kind of a pep rally outside the school and she starts this solo basically singing about the fact that you know Troy took her in and she thought he was one thing and it turns out that wasn't the case Um, but she still remembers the feeling she had pretty fondly Um, and again like you can tell it to me in this sequence like Vanessa Hudgens is a singer-dancer performer more than an actress at this point. Because you could see her as she's wandering the halls and doing the choreography and things. That's where she feels comfortable, at least. At least to me, that's what it seemed like.
1: Um,
3: yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. No? Okay. Alright, so I'm the only one that thinks
3: that.
0: All right, Okay, that's
3: good. <laughs> um, uh, alright. So, sorry. So, Zac Efron Yes. Um, Thank you, Cheryl. Was also our our Star Wars is also our Star Wars connection because He's he makes No, um, in, in Robot <laughs> Chicken. Makes Windu? in Robot Chicken. He's the voice of Anakin Skywalker.
2: Oh. oh, cool! So, and he's kind of the Han Solo of star of um, High School Musical, don't you think?
1: Oh no, he's um, Skywalker. Has to then be.
2: It's Han Solo.
1: No, because. Yeah. Miss, Miss Darbus is Obi-Wan Kenobi, clearly.
3: Yes. Really, now.
0: Yep. Miss
1: Darbus is Obi-Wan?
0: Oh, I'd yeah! Know.
3: From the third movie, definitely, I agree with that.
0: Oh, well, in the third one, yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that in the third one. Okay, okay mm-hmm. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Does that make Chad Han Solo? Because that's not really cool. Ew.
1: <laughs> I think he's
0: Chewbacca with the hair. Yeah, that, that's better. <laughs> <laughs> he has about as many lines as Chewbacca,
2: Oh my goodness. Well, you know what? This probably makes C3PO and R2D2 Sharpay and Ryan. No, no. Oh. Sharpay Vader.
0: <laughs>
1: Sharpay is
0: Darth
3: Vader. R2D2 is much too smart for that.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I kind of tend to agree. R2D2 is yeah. too smart.
0: Sharpay is Darth Vader, and Ryan is that guy at the beginning of the, fir- of the first Star Wars that Vader reaches his hand out and chokes without actually touching him. Oh that, yeah, that's Ryan is.
1: <laughs> I have that guy's signature. He he signs it. He uh he signs his thing. It's a big picture of the Death Star. He points an arrow that says "my office" and then he signs it. Okay. <laughs> that's a pretty cool gig. That is <laughs> <laughs> right. I
0: mean, that's kind of cool. Uh, okay. So anyway, but not this is not the Star Wars podcast yet. <laughs> um, I'm sure eventually we'll get there. But uh, High School Musical. So. They're Troy and Gabriella are sort of broken up and Troy makes a visit over to Gabriella's house uh and does this is where I can see the Romeo and Juliet comparison
2: because,
0: mm-hmm. because you know Gabriella has a balcony and Troy climbs up the balcony to talk with her and try to reconcile, which is uh repeated again in the third movie. Yeah. Um but and and they actually he actually expresses to her the way that he really feels, not just what he was telling the guys, you know, and they had kind of been getting and then they were kind of getting the point before this, um, Chad and Taylor, that, you know, the fact that they broke the two of them up has actually made the problem of them not focusing worse. Yeah, you know, Troy, yes. this is when you're what you're talking about, Todd, where Troy can't sink the basket. And uh, you know, Gabrielle is wandering around in a haze and doesn't even want to sit with them at lunch. You know, and
1: this it's it's definitely not improved the situation like they thought it would. It actually made it much worse. Right. And so instead Chad and Taylor switch tacks and they actually start to plan to get them back together, but they end up getting themselves back together.
0: Right. Which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, but anyway, uh, because they spend so much time breaking them up and then they try to get, get them back together. But, uh, Chad and and the guys come up and confess to, to, to Troy up on the little garden area of, of the, uh, that's kind of Troy's little hidden place. And, uh, they confess to him, but I like the fact that Zeke gives him cookies first.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, they, (laughs) yeah, that's true. He goes, you might want to eat these before you (laughs) before you hear what you have to say. Um, but you're right, though. But the thing is, is they realized that they took something that really wasn't a problem and made it a problem, right? And that's that's when they realized that they were risking the championships for both their sides. Not it wasn't a risk before,
0: right? And we should mention that that uh, Gabriella is recruited by Taylor to be on the uh, uh,
1: what I forget what it's called, but the, the math, chem, the chem lab team, something like that. It's um, like, yeah,
0: yeah. But basically, the the, the like math chemistry, science, you know, the, the knowledge bowl kind
3: Scholastic of thing. Scholastic decathlon.
0: Thank you. There, That's what it is. Uh, so they they get back together, but at this point, what uh, Todd was mentioning earlier about Miss Darbus and Mr. Bolton being called in the office of Miss Darbus thinking that Troy and the basketball team might be trying to sabotage the musical, that's where this comes into play, because Sharpay and Ryan over here Uh, Gabriella and Troy practicing, and they realize they're actually pretty good singers. (laughs) And they decide to convince Miss Darbus that what would be in the best interest of the drama club would be to hold the auditions at the same time as the basketball game, which is kind of a hackneyed little, you know, like TV movie plot, but it works out so beautifully
1: that you don't mind. But it's not just at the same time as the basketball game, it's also at the same time as the scholastic decathlon. (laughs) yes so
0: everything is the same time and how can troy and gabriella be at the auditions when they're having these other problems at the same time it's such a conundrum how will they ever get out of it
3: good thing that, that, that they're on the good thing that they're on this on this classic girl team no <laughs>
1: no even better than that good thing they're all in it together
0: Sorry. oh hey oh, oh. oh all right um <laughs> yeah good thing also that taylor mckessie is apparently like a matthew broderick in war games level hacker <laughs> apparently
2: yeah very true
0: on the computer that is so obviously not connected to the internet but that's mm-hmm. a whole story. <laughs> Uh, But they so they come up with a plan, right? Troy, Troy gets the basketball team and the Scholastic Decathlon together and comes up with a plan. And the morning of I I just love the the, when they all are coming into the school the morning of all these events and Troy and his guys are in their basketball uniforms. And they have done, you know, they have done a little thing for the Scholastic Decathlon guys. Zeke baked them a cake that has pie on it. Like 3.14 pie, not like a cake with pie, although that does sound kind (laughs) of yummy.
1: That would be kind of epic, actually. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so we're going to pause the show and go have pastry. And, um,
1: we'll be- Time for pie. Um, we
3: can't. <laughs> we can't unless that's potatoes.
0: That's that's right. It is oh. Passover. Yeah, and I gave up pastry for, for, for Lent. so. Well, right. I'll eat
3: it for
2: all of you, then.
0: Okay. So Bree's going to leave and eat. And yep. uh, we're going we're gonna to finish High School Musical.
1: See, um, she's going to stop her face. There you go. And <laughs> so there's that.
0: Uh, and then the Scholastic Decathlon team has done a little build, uh, little board uh, display for the basketball team. And they throw these little f- stuff, basketballs at them. And then my favorite, though, is the basketball team with their revealing that their T-shirts say uh, each member has a letter and it spells out Go Drama Club! Exclamation <laughs> <laughs> point.
2: Yeah, that was good.
0: And uh, I, I enjoy Ryan trying to read it. And, and fail. failing. <laughs> <laughs> So Troy's plan turns out to be to cause a massive electrical failure in the gym through the previously mentioned hackery of one Taylor McKessie uh, from the Scholastic Decathlon, therefore allowing them to evacuate the gym. And then at the Scholastic Decathlon, they do some sort of chemistry experiment. uh, And I can't tell, I could never tell, and maybe you guys can help me, is this triggered by the computer? Like, is she triggering the chemistry thing with the computer? Because she folds the laptop down before it blows up. Yes. How does she do that?
3: Um, I they have a mix in the beaker. Right, and, but how does
0: she trigger it with the computer?
3: I don't know. Well, all I know is that they, that's what's what what implied. I agree, that's what's implied to me. Is that they've got the beaker, they've got it going, they just need to press a button, and, and the beaker will start. Oh, Todd, making...
0: you're our chief technical officer here. Can you Can you figure out how that works?
1: I just thought they had it set up to go. Sorry. I'm Maybe. very disappointed in you. Oh, okay, so there was a little timer underneath, and she didn't actually trigger the chemical reaction. She triggered the timer. All
0: right, that's better. <laughs> okay, there you go. Yeah. I, I want a diagram of this and how it works for the show notes. Can you do that for me? Sure. I'll <laughs> give a, I'll even a flow chart. <laughs> Ooh, a flow chart. That would be hey, awesome. Woo!
2: we're going to get fancy.
0: Yes, we are. Uh, so during this, uh, Sharpay and Ryan are in the uh, auditorium, doing their audition where they're doing the song bop to the top, which is quite funny. I have to say, uh, it's a catchy little number and it's rather amusing because of the Spanish spoken at the beginning. Uh, but they finish up right about the time that Troy and Gabriella run into the auditorium, one from the scholastic decathlon, one from the basketball game in time to audition. And Miss Darbus, uh, like she did at the beginning of the movie says, you know, the, the time for your callback has passed. Sorry, we got to move on. Except for the fact that all of a sudden, the entire remainder of the school comes flooding into the auditorium to watch Troy and Gabriella sing, and that changes Mrs. Darbus's mind. Along with the fact that Kelsey stands up to Sharpay. Yes. Yes. Kelsey's finest moment, I think.
2: Yes. <laughs> Definitely.
0: Um, and they they perform the song "Breaking Free," which they have been rehearsing this whole time. Uh, which I believe the term is what, epic, Brie?
2: Yes, that's the word I like to use, epic. Uh,
0: I love this song. Love it, love it, love it. It's this awesome. is the one that sealed the deal for me on this movie. Indeed. It's it's what I would, li- it's it, I will sometimes listen to it just to get pumped up, because it's that cool.
2: Okay.
1: All no? Right. no one with me on this one? Okay, <laughs> all right. No, uh, not on the pumped up thing, no. All right, <laughs>
0: wow we have like i'm just exposed on this show but anyway um, and but they get they get the whole audience up and dancing and clapping along and you know they they have obviously won the audition uh and then we cut immediately from that back to the basketball game where troy sinks the winning shot and they win the championship and everybody although and, and strangely everyone has changed clothes which is interesting um uh but there's a reason for that that we, that we can talk about once we finish talking about the movie. And then they sing the, the other song that's been overused from this movie, which is We're All in This Together. Which I think they taught the dance moves to on Disney Channel like um, every other weekend in 2007, leading up to High School Musical 2.
2: Best song of the entire film.
0: Okay. <laughs> it is a good one. My favorite. My favorite's Breaking Free. Bree's favorite is We're All in This Together. Todd's a stick to the status quo. Cheryl, what's yours?
3: I like Bop to the Top.
0: That's a good one, too. I like that one.
3: That's because uh, I like um I, I like I like Sweet Life and um they were they London and, and Sharpay actually have to do this pop to the top in.
0: In Sweet Life. Yep. In Sweet Life. It was a good episode. My son liked it. So I've seen it way too many times.
3: And um before we leave this movie I do have a piece of trivia.
0: Uh dun
1: dun.
3: Um right kenny ortega actually the dog used in these movies is kenny ortega's personal dog
1: and kenny really? ortega is the director right and choreographer of the film but the dog doesn't yep. show up until the second movie just so everybody understands that not oh, in the first oh really movie. no dog in the first movie wow okay yeah. hmm. oh, interesting
0: Kenny Ortega was the director of this movie. He was uh he had worked with Disney before on Newsies, which is a movie we'll get to um later on this year. And he'd also worked with Michael Jackson and uh had kind of fallen off of that uh gravy train for a while. So this was
1: the movie that kind of brought him back to the mainstream, and he directed all three movies and well, he, didn't, wait, wait, no, he didn't fall, he off off fall off the Michael Jackson gravy train, he ended it basically because after Michael Jackson passed away, he was he was doing the this zit tour. And when Michael Jackson died, he took all the footage that he had filmed and turned it into the "This Is It" movie.
0: Right, but he he wasn't choreographing. He was not choreographing Michael Jackson before these movies came no, out.
3: But he was choreographing.
0: Stopped and then no, he was choreographing No, he was
3: choreographing um, "Cheetah Girls."
0: Right, but that's what I'm
1: saying. He wasn't doing Michael Jackson when these movies came out. No, no, but he had. He had. In and such. they actually play a ton of influence into the second and third movie. There's not a lot of Michael Jackson, I would say, in this one. But it is over the top in the second one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, especially the, the um, Troy blow okay. sequence.
3: So, after this, before this movie, he had done Newsies, Hocus Pocus, Too Long Through, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar, and The Quest for Camelot in 98. So I guess he did take a kind of break. And in 2006, he started with the High School Musical.
0: Yeah, so he had done Newsies, and he was the director on that movie. And like you said, Cheryl, he was he was the director on Hocus Pocus. And then he did Tu Wong Fu, choreographer on Quest for Camelot, like you mentioned. And then got back into directing with these TV movies. And then like Todd said... He had done uh, this is it the, and took the footage from where he had gone back to uh, choreograph Michael Jackson uh, and and made and made that movie as well. And he has upcoming movies uh, that's coming out. So this really put him back on the map as as a as a director, not just a uh, choreographer. So he has he has more films coming out later. And that's kind of the end of uh, High School Musical, uh, the first film. Uh, as we get we're all in this together with all the six leads each singing uh, part of of the song and uh, doing doing the group dance. Except we get the nice little tag with Zeke, um, who has been kind of flirting with Sharpay this whole time, uh, bringing her cookies at the end.
1: Yes. Yeah, she goes. These cookies are genius. And, and t- basically <laughs> which, yeah, exactly. Which
3: I thought was one of those scenes that we talk about. It, we talked about in Parent Trap. Is that I thought that was one of, one of the scenes that it, we're, we're not sure. Did that really happen? That's why. That's why I, I thought that was a parent trap scene.
0: <laughs> oh, so you weren't sure? You thought maybe that didn't actually happen? That Zeke was dreaming it, or yes. Sharp? Yes. Oh, yeah. okay.
3: I thought that Zeke was dreaming it. Oh. You have to admit it. It seems like that.
0: Think Could about be. It. <laughs> well, especially when you get to the second, and the two of them have nothing to do with each other. That's right. Yeah. Well, well she she kisses his yearbook though. But that, well, that she does, that she does. Um, but no, I think I, I, part of the reason I think this movie worked is the things that we talked about, um, Todd, about it being high school and cliques and and all that sort of stuff. But I also think they took extra care to do subtle touches to make sure that you understood the the point without hammering you over the head. So one example of that, if if you go back and watch the movie, so. Bree, go back and watch it again uh, you'll, you'll see that Gabriella and Troy a lot of the times are in blue and then everyone else is in red okay
2: here's the thing Betsy was watching this over Skype with me and she pointed that out right away she yeah. said hey remember remember he's in blue he's in blue I said well isn't Gabriella in blue as well and she says yeah so <laughs> yeah, it makes sense
0: yeah <laughs> Well, and, and you, like, the first time somebody told me about that or that I read about it and I watched the movie, I went, wow, that's kind of interesting. But it is so consistent and so well done throughout the whole film. And, like, they will switch, right? Troy, when, when he has the, the, the moment in the locker room, he's in red. Where he comes back to the basketball team, he goes back to red. Or Gabriella, when she is with the, the, the Scholastic Decathlon, she goes back to red. Mm -hmm. but you can tell it like you can see where it flips and then at the end everybody's in red and that's why they're all in different clothes because gabriella is now in a red dress troy's of course in his basketball uniform you know everybody changes back to red because they're all in this together together exactly yeah, um, but there, there's all kinds of cool stuff um, throughout the throughout the movie that that, that are, that's fun to look for. Um, you know, R- Ryan wears a number of different hats throughout the movie. There's, of course, yeah. Chad's shirts, which are some of the most fun things you could you could see.
1: Yeah, R- Ryan doesn't just wear hats; he wears he like his his whole outfit is just like his clothes are better than Sharpie's. Oh yeah, no doubt. Which which incidentally, you know what my um my stepfather kept saying about Sharpay, he kept calling her the dog girl because she's, you know, the, the breed of dogs is the Sharpay is. Not spelt the same way, but he kept calling <laughs> oh, her Oh, nice!
0: Girl. <laughs> <laughs> nice, I like it. Yeah, um it, it, the other thing that's interesting is like the some of the background for the movie is uh, there there's a strong rumor out there and no one will confirm it but you know we throw out rumors that's what we do. Um that the script and the idea for this movie was actually the basis for a proposed big screen sequel to Greece Greece 3. Uh mm-hmm. and do you know who that who was going to star in that adaptation? No. The Troy part would have been played by Justin Timberlake. Oh my! The Gabriella part would have been played by none other than Miss Britney Spears. Oh dear! And the Sharpay part by Miss Christina Aguilera. I see.
3: Now I understand why that never would have worked.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, No. Like I, I again, another one of my crushes, Britney Spears, not exactly an actress. No. You not know?
1: exactly an actress.
0: Yeah,
3: Justin Timberlake, keep keep him animated. I like I like him animated. I I think he does better with his animated work. Right.
2: You know, speaking of crushes, Cheryl, do you have my back on this one that Zac Efron is pretty cute?
3: I can't commit to Zac Efron's cuteness or not, because I'm married. You know.
2: Oh goodness. <laughs> well, I guess we're not <laughs> all in this together, are we? Apparently not. <laughs>
1: Hey, I've been I've been uh, slammed on my Vanessa Hudgens, so you're gonna have to take the heat on Zach up But by, by, by the way, play, playing back to how uh, popular this this movie was, uh, when when Apple first started selling movies on the iTunes Store, it was in that first group of twenty that was sold. Yep. So it was it they considered it so popular that they did that with it. And did pretty well, as I remember. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. And, and and actually, the funny the funniest thing was so. And the other thing is, as a as a person who works in like marketing, the marketing for the three films put together and the brand that they built is so well done, right? High School Musical, you instantly get what it's about. You know, you understand the the, the typeface, the way that they did the logos. You know, the posters of the of the six kids jumping. You know, and the consistency that they established through each one. You know, like, so the second one you have, you know, them jumping over a pool of water, you instantly get the idea of summer, and then the last one they're in their graduation robes, and you get the, you know, the graduation idea and all that kind of stuff. Like, it's just brilliant, right? The way that they they, they kept the consistency and communicated messages without having to, you know, hammer you over the head with copy and that sort of stuff. Like, a, a lot of people make that mistake. But did you know, like, High School Musical was a working title for the film. That wasn't intended to be the title of the movie. Oh, really? But when they got done filming, which didn't take very long, you know, they don't um, because this is a TV movie. They don't have huge budgets. When they got done filming, no one could think of a better title, so they went with it. And it's just amazing to think like how well that worked.
3: One of my favorite jokes is um, we 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 love the studios. I love the studios a lot, and the streetmosphere characters when this first started going down the street, and they were uneven at the time between. The- between the two sets one of the directors goes and it says, and I got you your own chorus
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice
3: <laughs> and it goes down the street so and now and of course they've, they've now changed that so they don't intersect but right. um I but you know it's it's something that you know I, li- I like I liked it I liked it when it was out I do I did like it in the studios when it was out and um I do like the remake of it too as well. I I wasn't too hip on learning the moves, but I love the pop-up editions. I thought those were cute, the little pop-ups for when they did these when they did when they put these back on Disney Channel. They usually did dance editions, singing editions and pop-up editions. I love the pop-up editions cuz learning all that trivia was kind of cool.
2: Did you guys uh watch the sing-along version or did you do you have it?
0: No. No. Oh, okay. I, I actually don't have this one yet. I have the other two.
3: We ha we we did we didn't watch the sing along version because we had actually seen it.
2: Okay, I'm gonna plug uh, Netflix here for a second. I love you, Netflix. Um, they sent me the first High School Musical sing along edition, and it was so much fun. Like I loved that. Did you sing? I did.
0: Of course you did. <laughs> of course, of course did. you did. Yeah. So all right, so let's 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 rate this movie, shall we? sure because and and Bree, i'm starting with you because <laughs> you gave me so people don't get to hear what happens before and after the show or what <laughs> happens between us on email or what happens to between us on direct message on twitter you have given me no end of grief for forcing <laughs> you to watch the high school musical films it's so true for what would you say todd three months for months and months yes yeah she has been dreading as this soon day. as
3: it was on the calendar. Yeah, it was. It was like yikes for her. Right. It was, and it hasn't.
0: And it's not like it's. It's
1: every week.
3: It is. And, it and, is. And folks, and trust and me. folks,
1: She complained more than she ever complained about fortuosity about having to watch these movies. Yes, yes. that is
0: so- that is a hundred percent true. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like true. the fortuosity thing at this point, I think is is just a running joke. She really complained about having to watch these movies. <laughs> so, Brie, I'm calling you out. What did you rate High School Musical?
2: All right. Um, so Ryan pretty much explained it all, that I did not want to see these films at all. Um, it almost grieved me to have to sit down and, and watch them. But I thoroughly enjoyed this one. Um and and I have to thank Betsy for, for watching it with me by Skype. Um, it really was, it was a lot of fun. You know, as we were talking about before, the acting wasn't extremely good, but it was cute, it was fun, I loved singing along. I'm going to give the first High School Musical film a 3.
0: Now, had I taken all of your comments ahead of time and aggregated them, you would have rated this as a Beverly Hills booty.
2: Absolutely. No so for,
0: for you to give it a three is pretty astounding.
2: Yeah, I know. I was wrong. I was wrong.
0: Quite the turnaround. Mr. Todd Perlmutter, what would you say about High
1: School Musical? Well, this is definitely my favorite of the three, for starters. Um, you know, I have my opinions there, and we'll get to them. Um, I... I like this movie a lot. I mean, it's not like a super duper spectacular movie in the Disney pantheon, but it's really, really good. Um, I I would go with a three and a half. All right, interesting.
0: Uh, I really like it. I really, really like it. I you know we talked about listening to the songs in the car. Like I bought the soundtrack the day after I saw it. So uh, my first exposure to this is I watched it. Just, frankly, out of curiosity when the second one was getting ready to premiere. So I watched this one and then watched the second one um, the day it premiered. And the very next day I rushed out and I bought the High School Musical soundtrack because I loved it so much. I just – I feel like this movie is is the kind of – like we've all seen high school romantic comedies and, you know, TV specials and movies of the week and all that kind of stuff that try to preach to kids about – you know, behaving better and not not doing things that they shouldn't do in high school. And I feel like this movie is such a positive message about pursuing your your passions and doing so despite, you know, what your friends may think and that in the end all of your friends should accept you for who you are and all, you know, all those sorts of things. I just feel like this gets it across better than anything and it does it with really good music too. So I am giving this one a four. Um, my only drawbacks to it is like I said, I think stick to the status quo is kind of a weak point. And um I, I do think like Bree said some of the acting is not exactly top-notch. Although I will to to the credit of the actors say that they do get much better in in the next few films. So that is our look at high school musical. We hope you have enjoyed this show. Uh head over to Disneyfilmproject.com, leave comments in the show uh on the show notes post about what you thought about the show, tweet us uh at Diz Project. Uh, or follow us on Facebook. Go like us on Facebook. We need some more fans so that we can uh, can name the page. So go over there and like us on Facebook. And uh, let us know what you think. Let us know what you thought of uh, High School Musical or what you thought of our analysis. Um, such as it is of High School Musical and uh, we will enjoy that. Uh, you can talk to us uh, daily. We are all on Twitter. Um, you should be able to find us. Uh, just search for our names and you'll find us there. Um, you can get the the, sh- the uh, backlog of the show. Just go to Dis Film Pro- DisneyFilmProject.com and over on the right hand side of the page you'll see the links to find the show. Um, you can read Todd's blogs at TouringPlants.com or uh, you can go to DisneyDrivenLife.com and see the chief technical wizardry that a allows me to post film reviews on DisneyDrivenLife.com. Um, you can also read my blogs on TouringPlans.com. You can read uh, Bree at Adventures of Bree at AdventuresofBree.blogspot.com. We don't just talk, people. We write, too. We are multi-talented Renaissance folk. Um, and that's what we do. So we hope that you will spread the word about the show. Leave us a review in iTunes. Tell other people about it. download, Keep downloading the show and keep listening, folks, and we'll keep making them. So until next time, when, and we'll be talking about a different film. Uh, and you can stay tuned for our reviews of High School Musical 2 and High School Musical 3, which will be upcoming. Uh, we will see you again soon.
2: Later, Gators.
0: Up to the top. All right, folks, and remember, you can pick what is going to be the movie we do for an upcoming episode. We're all very excited about this. Am I right, guys? Are we excited? Right. So here's what you do. If you want to pick what we are going to review for an upcoming episode, you can go to DisneyFilmProject.com. Leave us a note in the show notes, in the comments, wherever you want. That's fine. You leave us a note there. You can go to the Facebook page at facebook.com slash project. Leave us a note there. Or you can tweet us at DisFilm project and give us your suggestions. We have, we have ten suggestions already. Is that correct, Mr. Perlmutter? Ten suggestions.
3: Actually, it's nine because one of them is already on our list.
0: What? It's okay, but, but you don't know. Whoever sent in that one, they don't know. So they don't know which one it is. Don't tell them, Cheryl. That's right. It could be, uh, it could be anybody. It could be anything. You never know.
3: Um, If you do want to know what, if you want to ask me at Trophy 3 what's on the list, if your movie's on the list, I'll tell you.
1: to waste. So you have
3: to waste a vote.
1: There you go.
0: All right, but let let us know. Let us know what you want to see. And go to the website, DisneyFilmProject.com, and you can see on the right rail, you can see the movie that is coming up next so that you can watch it and be prepared as well. So you get to pick. It's interactive here, folks. So
1: vote.